I uh, obviously have a rare condition called fruit rates ataxia. Two years to get a, a diagnosis. I'm a model, an actress, a writer, a painter. Disability is just basically a massive, unique selling point. One thing bothers me. By nature, if you took me out of the disability, I'm quite an impulsive person. But my disability has turned me into a complete plan freak. Got to do like 50 things at once. I think my biggest wake up call was accessibility. Either that or you're like fetishized. We've subjected ourselves to this. We've kind of got to just do it. Who raised you? Don't waste time and tears worrying about things you can't change. Today's guest, Dee Smith, is a disability content creator and model who also has Frederick's ataxia. Just to let you guys know that there is some technical issues towards the end of this episode. So anyone watching on YouTube, I do apologise. But it's still a really great conversation surrounding some of the misconceptions when it comes to disability and disability and the modelling world and what that is really like. So I really do hope you enjoy this episode. So please sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to the Not Quite Podcast. I'm Charlie Randall. Let's get ready to rewrite the rule book. Welcome back to the Not Quite Pod. Today we've got Dee with us. Dee, do you want to quickly introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do, and just a bit about yourself? Uh, well, you said it, I'm Dee. I uh, obviously have a rare condition called fruit rates ataxia. I was diagnosed with it at 18. Uh, I kind of do all sorts. I'm a model, an actress, a writer, a painter. I can <laughs> do creative. Quite a list. Quite a I list. I must admit, I don't know how you get through the work that you get through, though. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't last five minutes doing all of those things and trying to keep on top of everything. I, I wouldn't last five think, seconds. Do you know what? I think it's because I've got ADHD, so I've scattered So one thing bothers me. So I've got to do like 50 things at once or I just don't want to do it anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. I suppose variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So like it keeps us keeps you ticking. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit more about your, your condition. So you, from what you just said, it was quite a late diagnosis. Mm. So how does it, um, how does your condition sort of affect you? How does it present? What are some like daily challenges that you have? Uh, um, yeah, just a yeah, bit yeah. more about it. Uh, well, obviously, I'd never heard of it, and and a lot of people have never heard of it. It kind of, I noticed something was wrong at, like, 16, 17, because it was getting harder, or I had to focus more on balance and coordination and things like that, and I didn't really know what was going on. And then, obviously, we went to the doctors and we pushed it and pushed it because they, obviously, they're like, oh, it's rare. Well, yeah, but, you know, something, something's wrong here. And it took yeah. us, God, two, two years to get a, a diagnosis. Wow. Yeah, a long time. It's basically how I describe it. It's mobility and coordination, so balance. And obviously, it can affect speech and things. It's like MS. It moves the same as MS, but obviously a different cause, and it's not episodic. That's really interesting. So, like, I can imagine it was quite a journey to sort of adapt um, once you got the diagnosis of, oh, okay, so this is a thing now, and this is how I need to think slightly differently. So, I'd imagine, did that take quite a 
forgive me if it's too personal, but did that take quite a toll on your mental health? No, it's fine. It did. Because I think, obviously, 17 to 18 is, like, your formative year. That's when you're, like, almost an adult and you've got the world at your feet and you think you can, you're invincible and then you get slapped with that and it's kind of like, oh, okay. So now I've got to kind of reassess everything and it took a while. It took a while to kind of come to terms with it and be okay with it. And I think it's just understanding that my body functions differently than others. But it is a fight when when you you think your life's over. Very dramatic, you know. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's like the big years. It's the years that normally you'd go out clubbing, you'd do this, that, the other, you're trying stuff out. And yeah, so like, I mean, I'm always intrigued because obviously for someone like myself, having my condition since I was like teeny tiny and being like, yeah, so like, as I was saying, for for me, um, I'm always intrigued by people that obviously go through the journey you went through because as someone who has had that condition since they were young, I don't, I don't know any different to me. Like people go to me, what's it like? And I'm like, well, yeah. it's like being Charlie. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know any other, any other way to explain it. Like what's it like to walk? I don't. Uh, yeah, I understand that. It's like people that were born deaf. They, they don't know any different. Um, but it. it <laughs> It was strange, uh, obviously, because your body is completely changing. And I went from like, doing yeah. dance and gymnastics and being very uh, physical and active, kind of like my body can't do that anymore. Uh, and it's kind of mourning your old self in a way. Uh, yeah. It it's sad but at the same time you come understand and accept what you can do now. You can't cry about things you can't change and it's gonna be a lot of wasted tears if you do. Yeah, that's very true. And like um I think as well, like often people I mean obviously my again, my situation is very different, but I people always ask me like, Would you hand your disability back? And obviously it is a very different journey for me, but I'm often answer that question with no. <laughs> But the reason I answer no is because there's so many cool opportunities and people that I've met because, oh, I'm the guy, the ninja guy in a wheelchair that, yeah, that was my whole thing. And that's how I got my foot in the door. I mean, we both we both went to London's yeah. Fashion Week, um, represented Unhidden. And, like, those opportunities, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the great. fuck? There is no way able-bodied Charlie was like, yeah, you know what? I'm modelling for Unhidden yeah. and Kurt Diger and Lucy and Yak. It's what? Yeah, yeah. the same. And when people say, "Would you take it back?" No, I wouldn't. So I don't think I'd have the same thought process. I don't think I'd be the same person. And like you said, I don't think I'd have the same opportunities given and and you know to do what I am doing. So I wouldn't. Back yeah. And I think everything happens for a reason. And you may not know it, you may not realize it, but you know, we all have a path, and this is that. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing about it is like the amount of times I sit there and go, seriously, when you think about it, disability is just basically a massive, unique selling point. It is. It is. <laughs> because obviously, I've been talking to like agencies and things, and they're quite interested in disability now because obviously. 
they want representation, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it is a selling point. It's like it sounds awful, but it, m- most people are able-bodied. You know, you don't really yeah. stand out. And I think when you have a disability, it yeah, it it is downside sometimes. But in the industry and creative media and things like that, it, it's becoming more and more prevalent. And it's oh, you, you're disabled. Well, we we're kind of looking for that. So it's becoming something yeah. that people want. I always find it weird as well. Like I always think back, like, what would I be like if I was able-bodied? Like, what would I, what would I do? What would be my thing? And then I can always come back to like, my, I come from like a football family yeah. like that's a thing like, oh, i would have tried to be a professional footballer failed miserably probably <laughs> and then ended up in doing some other random yeah. stuff and then when i think back to like when i when i think to where i'm at now i'm like meanwhile half of the shit that i get up to is the most random stuff right you'll ever do in your I mean, life random that we did london fashion week that is so fucking random and just- incredible and we i just sit there i did that i did that yeah it's mad isn't it because also i think as well in able-bodied people's heads i'd imagine if you're like uh obviously you've done some modeling whereas for me london fashion week was my first experience of modeling never done it before it was very new to me but like for most people able-bodied if you're like appearing at london fashion week you're a model. That is that. That's your. Uh, well, I'd imagine you're a model. That's your profession. You've worked yeah. to get to that point. Not to say we haven't worked to get to that point, but to, particularly for someone like me, I'm just, I'm just some influencer dude. That suddenly Victoria was like, oh yeah. By the way, can we borrow you for a day? And you're like, oh okay. Yeah, it's something you never think would happen, boy. And it did. You're like, okay, I'll do it. I think. Yeah. I don't, do you know what's funny? I, I don't know where I'd be if I was able-bodied. I, I genuinely have no idea. <laughs> because who I am now is is who I am, and I've never really given much yeah. thought. Because I think you, I also, I, you go, I also think, like, my diverse way of thinking wouldn't be there. Like, so obviously I've met, let's say, I've met so many cool people and so many people with different conditions different backgrounds different races different sexualities like half of the people i like obviously you you come across these people in life but i think you kind of get fast-tracked in it being in the social media world you're like oh i know this person that's got this thing yeah. or this person that identifies as this or this it's like yeah it's I, it's weird it's, it's it's a weird thing you wouldn't you wouldn't have the way of thinking you do now and I think that's a no. good thing. And I think other people may not have that because it's not given to them. It's like before I, I kind of had a disability. I think you you don't look at it, you don't see it, uh, and you don't acknowledge it. Yeah. And then when it happens to you, it, it really becomes your kind of compass for everything, your guidepost in a way. Yeah. What was your biggest wake-up call? Like when, obviously, you found out that you had a, a condition and then that you were going to eventually basically become a wheelchair user. What was your biggest, like, um, like realisation? Because a lot of people that obviously come to come into the disabled community later in life go, 
Jesus Christ, I didn't know half the stuff that you guys had to deal with. So what was your biggest like thing with that? Mine was, I think my biggest wake up call was accessibility. There's not, mm. it, it really isn't available to a lot of wheelchair users. And that was a big wake up call. You know, you have to, if you go to an establishment, can have to check ahead or make sure they have access or accommodation or there are some locations you can no longer go to and it's sad but it really opens your eyes mm. it's that it kills impulsivity like oh so like, by nature if you took me out of the disability i'm quite an impulsive person but my disability has turned me into a complete yeah. plan for it yeah i have to plan I used to be able to go, and now it's like, nope, I need this, 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 and this to be done. I need to know all of this. I can't just go because I'll have a meltdown. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, I think as well, there's that anxiety, it's that social anxiety that comes with, oh, shit, are they going to have a disabled toilet? Are they going to have a, a ramp that I can use? Am I going to be able to get to the table properly? Or are they all going to be really tall? Like, one of my pet hates is pubs. Why does every blast all have to be yeah. 15 feet high? It's like a big table and you're just there and the table's here and you're like... Yeah, and you're like to your mate, can you pass me yeah. my drink because I can't reach it's it. It's ridiculous <laughs> and it's alright when you don't always trust what they say when like, oh, we're accessible and it's like, oh, you don't. Yeah. Because their accessibility is not yeah. yours. My favourite thing was I rung a, rest a restaurant once and I rang up and said, oh, oh, like, have you got a disabled toilet? And the, the, the lady's response was, oh, the manager's not in. I'm not sure. And I'm like, literally, Karen, <laughs> just walk around the corner. <laughs> like, it's not rocket yeah, science. You know and then I got, to, I actually went to the place in the end and there was a disabled toilet. And I'm like, so literally, you could have just literally gone, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, yeah. Just some people, you just, I, I just, you just can't work them out. But, yeah, they do. They make it harder. And also they're like, oh, we've never had anyone like you before. And I'm like, thanks. Like me before. Like, um, but you've never had a ginger before? Is that what you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like we've never had one of you and it makes you feel like an alien. Like, oh, yeah. thank you so much. What's the one thing that you wish you could like explain to Joe Public and say, "This is my like, this is my condition. This is how it affects." What's the one thing that you really want to be able to just be like, "Okay, can we just get this out the way, like so everyone knows, so it's just done." Uh, I'm normal. I I I can function. I I can function probably differently than you do, but I can still function. I can cook. I can yeah. clean. I can live. I live on my own. Like I do all of this. Crazy, I know, but it's insane how many people don't know that, or they're not aware of that, or that it's like surprising yeah. to them that you're an independent yeah. person. They're like, "Hang on a minute, what?" Yeah, it's like that whole thing of like, "Oh wow, you're out with friends, yeah. enjoying yourself." And you're like, "Hmm." Yeah. What was I meant to be doing? Um, <laughs> but it is, it's that whole thing of just wishing that we weren't this alien species yeah. that like, oh, wow, like you do all the normal stuff. Like I always love it. Like, I mean, you met my partner yep. 
and I just love that. That's the whole thing. That, the first thing they ask me is like, oh, wow, you got a girlfriend? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't you? Why is that a big shock? And then the other thing is like, oh, but she's not your your carer or assistant. And I'm like, no, no she definitely identifies as my girlfriend. <laughs> she, she'll thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she'd enjoy being called my, uh, actually, she doesn't mind being called my PA. She doesn't like being called my assistant. Yeah. No, no, my my carer. She doesn't like carer. No, because it's crazy to me how many people don't know disabled people can date and do any of that, and it's it's nuts. I mean, as well. I, I mean, I've been open on some platform, and people are probably like, "Stop dragging the dragging that back up." But I always find it funny. Like people always go like, straight first question they ask. So, are you? Can you guys? Can you guys do it? Yeah. And I'm like, that yeah. why why is it always that question yeah, it's, like, it's either just... that or you're like fetishized a weird yeah. thing they want to like tick off the list do you know what i mean is yeah. that the one it's, and you're like, God. it's also weird like, i spoke to brooke millhouse on the podcast before and she spoke you know obviously she's got a limb difference yeah. so she was like oh yeah that get fetish- gets fetishized all the time and i'm like really like, it's just strange and then also a question as well because I mean I, I, I haven't had too much of it so I can't really say but I always wonder as well because often you hear it more so with um, straight females receiving it from guys and I'm like why, why are guys so weird yeah. why, why are we just so strange yeah it, it, it's, it's not fun when you get a creepy message you're like what who raised you? You know, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Have you got much of that online? Um, in terms of, have you got much of people being weird? Oh my you? god! Yeah, you get it, and it's it's. I think when I first started, it it, it knocks you off your feet a bit because you're like, well, but then I think now it's like, oh great, another one. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. And I just kind of delete now, whereas before I was like, "What is wrong with you?" But now it's like, "Yeah, yeah, don't get, don't give yeah, them the time of day. Just luck. hit delete." But it's the same with me with negative comments and people trying to yeah. like stir up stuff. Like I, I had one guy on TikTok that was like, I can't remember what it was. It was something like, um, it was just like it was a post about me and Gina dating, and then her, the response was, "But you can't walk though," and I'm like. I mean, yeah, you are correct. Well However, <laughs> why, why is that? Why, why is that what you're latching onto? Oh, we can't walk. No shit, well Sherlock. Done. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well strange, done. Got another one. Strange. What? So, what got you into um, social media? It was a total accident. I did um, a boudoir shoot when I was like nineteen more confidence than anything um and i posted it as you do on social media and then yeah it kind of took off and other photographers wanted to work with me and i was like hang on a minute i could do something positive and i put Mm. poetry with photo shoots and it kind of just went from there and people liked it so i thought okay this this works I'll do this. That's amazing. So the modelling just came from you looking for a, a, a little bit of confidence boost, a little bit of seeing what it's all I about. I broke up 
uh, with obviously my partner and I was really, you know, you know, very down about it and then I, I did that and agreed. The whole thing of show, showing what he's missing, yeah. that, 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 whole, that whole, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that phase, yeah. I know that phase. It works because, you know, that, now I have kind of a very weird career out of it. <laughs> they get there just spawned out of nowhere. Swings around about it, it. You just, it's that, thing, things come out of the most random things. Yeah. And so people always, particularly coming back to the dating thing, people always come say to me like, oh, how did, how did you, how did you date? And I'm like, literally, if I tell you the story of me and Gina, it's just the most random stuff. How people think I'm just scrolling on Tinder and I'm like, no, like my friend went to a job interview, met this random person, was like, oh, you'd get along with my friend Charlie. Cue the next six years of my oh, life. Oh, that's almost like a meet cue. It's like a romantic comedy. You should do that. Oh, literally. If I told you, if I, if, if I like got everyone to act out what happened <laughs> with me and Gina, I'd probably make some money. Do I it. probably would. Go for it. That's, that's awesome. Though. I think best things happen by accident and you don't know the happening until they, they do, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely get you. On that note, like, is there anything that you'd give uh, advice you'd give to your like? Oh, your, I always find this question intriguing. But is there any advice that you'd give your younger self? Oh God, uh, don't waste time and tears worrying about things you can't change. It's good advice. It's really good advice. It's like my one's uh, my one. I often come back to is particularly in the several community. If you can get yourself to a point where you accept your disability a little bit more, that's the position you really need to be in because that's when you can unlock a, not your true yeah. self because like there, there's other steps involved, but you'll take a step towards that direction. Yeah, definitely. Really being like, this is me. And I think as well, as soon as you start to accept that, you stop kind of caring what people think. And I think a yeah. big thing for me was like leaving the house and wondering what people would think and like, it, and why why would you let a person's two second thought ruin your entire day? Exactly, like it's the, it's really hard because I think as well often people are like oh when I say that it's like they, they I'm expecting you to accept your condition and then never have a bad day ever in your life. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's never going to happen. Even if you're able-bodied or disabled, you're going to have shit days and you're going to have good okay. days. But it's just getting to that point where you're in a better position than you was in. It's like with me, I always relate it back to like, if, um, you know, oftentimes as a disabled person, I'm sure you've got it yourself. People stare, people might give you weird looks. And some days that, that really doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, here we go yeah. again. Like, it's neither here nor there but then other days i'm like oh, okay that's that's really annoyed me yeah, today yeah it puts you on edge but i think like you said that is the same with everyone everyone's gonna have good days mm. bad days and we're no different it's true it is very true um what was like grow so before your diagnosis what was growing up like for you obviously you mentioned uh previously that you got a diagnosis of uh adhd as well so did that was that um was that when you were younger no. or was that around the same time that or? was last year wow so a very late diagnosis 
Oh, yeah, very late. And I think with girls, it's often uh, misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. Yeah. Or, um, but I knew something was never right. I was like, I knew that was always something. Uh, so, yeah, it's adapting to that as well. Has you have you found that the diagnosis has helped in terms of because you've got almost a label for it and you can identify it? It's almost given you coping mechanisms to go with it. Yes, and not only that now because I know what it is, I can search out other people and find out what they do maybe and if it might work for me and I can try different things and hopefully learn from what they're doing and maybe it helps me. Because before then, if you don't have a label, you're kind of stuck and you're guessing a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And it's that whole thing of it's, it helps you find a community. Like I remember, uh, um, as I mentioned to you before we start recording, um, about the topic interable relationships. I remember speaking about it on another podcast. And the interesting thing, it was with um, George Dow, who obviously he had his car accident yeah. and became a wheelchair user after that. And, um, he was basically saying that when he started dating, he didn't know where to look to find people like him in a similar situation. So he just Googled interabled yep. relationships because he thought that's the most logical way of phrasing it. And then that's how we found that there were other people out there similar to him. Yeah. And that's where I think labels help. Like obviously we're trying to get away from labeling people too much, but then also on a certain on a certain level, labels help us figure out what the fuck's going yeah. on. Yeah. That's exactly what I did when I was diagnosed. I kind of searched out and you find the community. I think it definitely helps. Is there anything like what did uh was there anything that you were like, oh my god, this has really helped me? Was there like a a, a, th- a strategy or a thing that really helped you, or has it just been nice to find uh people in a similar situation? I think when you find people in a similar situation because everyone with their face is different but even then it makes you feel less alone and like it's not just happening to you yeah but i can i can imagine that was school was school challenging obviously having not been diagnosed and not having that support system um for you was that quite a challenge uh well obviously when i was diagnosed i started university and that was quite difficult um but the university Mm. was great and they really helped me out and understood and and um made sure i was taken care of so when i did my undergraduate and then my postgraduate they they really were wonderful and they understood that there were some things i could do and some things i couldn't which is nice because that may not always be available to others. Yeah, I think as well, there's often like fear of it, finding the right universities. Yeah. They don't have like, a, from what I've heard, they don't have like a a uniform way of yeah. dealing with it. They kind of go, some ones are good at it, yeah. some ones aren't. It's the same with schools. Like, there are some schools that are really good with disabilities, others that are shit. I agree. Um, and I'd imagine it's very similar. I mean, one of my tutors, I think it helped. One of my tutors um, was a amputee. All she right. Oh, cool. And she, I think even though it's a different disability, she kind of understood how it 
affected me a little bit. So they were, you know, I think it helped having that. Yeah, no, I, I think, I'm oh, sorry, I think there was a bit of delay there, but um, it's that whole thing of having a disability or having someone around that's got a disability, whether it's the same as yours or not, yeah. is is massive because it, even though we don't, like, for example, I don't understand the neurodiverse community because I'm not, well, I don't, I don't think I'm part of that. I, there might be, there might be news to the contrary that I'm not aware of. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm not part of that community. But then there's a level of understanding of the challenges that each party yeah. go through because we've all gone through slightly similar situations of that whole finding a way to navigate this weird and wonderful world. Yeah. And I think you can find a lot of comfort in that because you're like, okay, this person doesn't completely get me, but they sort but of they, get it to a certain in extent. You feel less alone through it. And I think yeah. that's why communities are so important but also I think um every school every board every kind of establishment should have a disabled person so they can at least give their two cents on how the world works for us even though we're all different but Mm. a little bit of information would help yeah it's like I often come back to the the thing of like I might not be able, as I say, I might be able, not be able to comment on any issues surrounding the neurodiverse community, but I'm more than likely to be able to point you in the direction of someone that can, yeah. because I've moved in that space. No, exactly, hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's like you say, businesses, schools, we all just need more people in the power seats that have disabilities yeah. whether that be like you don't have to be the ceo of the company or the 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 lead no. person even just just an advisor to be able to go actually that's a dumb idea for, yeah. for the disabled community and here's why yeah i agree uh, and hopefully that's what we're all working towards so hopefully it works <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers. Crossed. I think as well, it's always it's getting better. Like people have asked me before, like, aren't don't you feel like you're fighting a losing battle? And don't get me wrong, I don't think we're gonna get to a point where everything's perfect. Definitely not in my life. But if I can make some form of impact to be like, I sort of helped fix this problem. It's not perfect, but I. Sort but of I helped. helped. Like yeah, yeah. I think that is a little goes a long way in that sense. Exactly. Like, you're never going to change all of the world. But, you know, a small part of it. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Uh, Rome wasn't, isn't it? Rome wasn't built in a day, is the normal it saying. Fell, and it fell a few times, you know? Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to keep going. As I say, you just got to keep plugging away. And, and as well, like, enjoy the... And I don't want to sound like you're a cliche entrepreneur, but enjoy the process. Enjoy the... the journey. Yeah. I think probably 90 percent of it yeah definitely the chase is the, the chase is always more fun when you get there it's kind of like, oh it's kind of like that new that thing of like you get you buy a new you've got in your head you're gonna yeah. buy a new phone and that's what you're gonna do you're gonna do and then you get it and you're now like, what great what, what, what do yeah. I do now? Okay. <laughs> you've got it you're like why do i i'm bored now i want something else yeah. to do yeah uh, that is my worst, completely off topic, but that is my worst trait. Of, like, <laughs> so I have like, so I, in, when did I think, I think, October, um, so I ordered a new car 
um, quite a while back, and it got kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back because of things that happened in the pandemic. And basically, the guy said, "Oh, it should be delivered on." I can't remember what month it was, but it was a month. He's like, "Yeah, it should be delivered in this month on this day." And I'm like, "Great." Then I got a phone call to be like, "You're not gonna get it, and it's gonna be another couple of months." And I was like, "Oh, damn it!" And the worst thing is, this is my most childish thing. I'm like, "Oh, but I was expecting a new toy," so I went out and bought a new phone because I was like, "I want a new toy and I want something to fill the gap," and went out and bought a new phone. Not saying that's the wise thing to do or everyone's in the position where they can do that, but just an insight into my head yeah. and how stupid my brain can be sometimes. I'm terrible and I think my worst trait is, like you said, once you get it, I'm bored. I want yeah. something else. It's the chase. Do something else. It's the chase. Yep. All the way. The chase is the fun it bit. Is. What's the weirdest question you've been asked about your disability? Can you still have sex? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I think everyone's about the same. I think, although I have heard some more wacky ones. Yeah, that is often one of the ones. Although, do you go down the route of serious answer or do you go down the route of funny It depends answer? what mood I'm in. If, you know, yeah, I'm that'll the same. kind of entertain myself. Uh, yeah. But normally it's like, look, can you? And then yeah. if you say that to someone, yeah. they get really offended. And it's like, you just... Yeah. So it's okay if you'd yeah. ask me, but I can't ask you. What? Yeah. I remember... Oh, one of my favourites when I was single was, do you want to find out? Because oh. <laughs> I just said, I just used to see and watch them squirm yeah, and be like, oh, like, no, 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 yeah, no thank you. Which is, I think... They don't realise how tone deaf it is. They really don't. I don't yeah. think they're meaning harm. But I just think it, no, it's coming no. from not a well-mean place sometimes. I think it's hard because it's just, like, this is often what I end up talking about on this one. It's always just people's in, inquisitive, I can't even say it. In, um, anyway, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, inquisitive inquisitiveness of being like, I want to find out this, and it's because they don't. They yeah. might not have met someone that they can be like. Does the does yeah. a disability affect this? Definitely, but I've... but I think as well, like it's that whole thing of it's hard because it's that whole argument of does why does every disabled person have to be an educator on disability? Is that like... and I kind of oh. I get both sides. I get both sides of the argument because I'm like. Yeah, we shouldn't have to con- like if you're not that way inclined and don't want to be an educator and you don't want to be yeah. screamy, shouty, get talking about your disability. That's fine within your right yeah. to be. I yeah. think in a way it's like an actor. It's like it's their job, but they shouldn't be on twenty four seven. So if they want to advocate, that's great, but they shouldn't be on twenty four seven, and you shouldn't feel like it's your right to to ask them everything like they should have moments where they can and where they shouldn't have to like it's a... yeah it's yeah and i i think that you've hit the nail on the head it's that whole thing of like if if i, I can't fit why can't i think of any famous person god okay if brad pitt's out for dinner like leave him alone yeah like if he's out for dinner with his partner his whatever Don't ask just leave him the hell alone <laughs> you know 
don't be like, yo, can I get can I get an autograph? Yeah. Like this is, I, I, and the worst thing is there is some element of like in the end of the at the end of the day you're in the public eye, but that's not the same for yeah. the disabled community. I mean, it's different for people like yourself and me who do do a lot mm -hmm. of advocacy online and are on social media. That's different. We've kind of we've subjected <laughs> ourselves to this. And we've, we've kind of got to just do yeah. it. Definitely. But I think, yeah, it's that, that's a weird one. It's that whole, why do we all have to educate when... On, but then, on, and again, I've spoken about this uh, several times on the podcast, and I'd be interested to see what you think. It's that whole thing. My worry is if you're, if someone asks me about my disability and I'm very standoffish or to call borderline like aggressive, my worry is if I'm that, that to an individual that's never been exposed to that's someone with a disability. That we're all like that. Yeah. yeah, that is my worry, and that's the that's almost the the weight that we bear. And I hate that. Yeah, it's like, they're like, no, but that's that's their problem. But then I'm like, no, but then often you would make yeah. the same assumption. Like, if for example, if a group of guy like a, if a group of friends are hanging around and one guy's an asshole, without unless stupid. being proven otherwise, yeah, you're gonna assume that oh, okay, because he's a knob. All yeah, of his friends are going to be a You're not going to want to go talk to them. And that's not true. But again, tell you what you, you mean. It's you f you feel kind of uh, not, I don't know the word. Uh, I don't know the word. You feel like it's your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard yeah. as well because, again, we come back to that point of, like, why should we always be on? But then so we almost do always have to be on because let's say I'm having a bad day and I'm like, fuck you, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's not going to be good no. because it's just going to be, oh, all, all disabled people are bitter, horrible, yep. and don't want to talk, about, talk to anyone. And then you've kind of done it to the whole community. So the way you're like, yeah, oh, can you be on my best behaviour, even though I don't want to be? Yeah, and it's hard, I think, as well, as having that understanding with yourself of being like, look, oh, I'm going to give you the bare minimum because yeah. I'm really not feeling it today. Um, but it's it's hard because it's almost, why do we have to hold that responsibility for the community? But then also, without doing that, we're not making it better yeah. for ourselves. Hey. So it's a weird one. Yeah. It's a double standard in a way. Yeah. What? How do? You, what do you think we should do? Like, obviously, yeah. What do you think we should do in that situation of? Because as well, the other thing I come back to is like you know you got there's content creators out there that are maybe in in, in my opinion are a little bit more advocacy than me. Like I'm very happy go lucky. Like oh, I will chat about anyone. If you want to interrogate me about my sex life, I can yeah, show yeah. you three videos that I've produced. <laughs> So there you go. So I haven't really got a choice to be able to go, oh, no, I've got issues discussing <laughs> these topics. Um, but it's hard because I think if you're too shouty as well, that's another issue. Yeah. So, yeah, what would be your best way forward? Uh, I think a lot of room for both. So have people that are advocates and have people that aren't. So they understand that, you know, we're not all to, to kind of yeah. explain the situation. We're not all there for it. Does that make Yeah, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head the other day, uh, earlier when you said about the point of, like, 
being able to redirect to someone else yeah. to say, you look, I can't speak on this, but someone else can. So like, for example, if you're you're an individual that's not comfortable discussing your disability, then point them in the yeah. direction of us two and that are like, yeah, I'll do that. That's that's yeah. me. That's me. I'll, I'll take that one. Point, point them out to maybe advocates that, that can explain or, you know, people that are. So I think this should be like, like again, like celebrities, there are people that do that, and then there are people that don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You should understand that it's a job for different people. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. And uh, actually, one thing I'm going to ask is what? So, modeling, obviously, it's seen as quite a, a um, archaically seen as a very like. Yeah. It, weird place it i don't know how to word it like it seemed like a very it seemed there's a very like clicky you've got to work your way in yeah. how's your experience it's like you said earlier that disabled like you're often finding that people want to work with disabled people because they're looking for getting into the, yeah. the diversity space so tell us a bit more about like how that what that journey has been like as well um, and sort of your your experience of producing the modeling and the photos that you do produce um, yeah, so I, I probably fa- phrase that question terribly, no, but I hope that you get what I mean. <laughs> I think it um, let the photographers come to you. The ones that want to work with you, they'll come to you. They'll reach out. But I think it's an education process for both for both people to kind of. Yeah. You know, they they want to learn, they want to understand. So if there are things that you can't do or circumstances that you're not comfortable with, then you should tell them. And I think it from yeah. just find the ones that want to work with you, they'll reach out instead of kind of going to search out and forcing it. Because then you're not always going to get your best interests. Yeah, it's the whole thing of like, there's good eggs and there's bad eggs. Right. Like, yeah, and also like you hear so many horror stories, particularly with modeling. Like, I had one guy uh, that I knew who had some right creep reach out to him, and it's like, so that's the other thing as well. You don't know yeah. who, who's legit yeah. and who's not. I, there are definitely genuine photographers out there that are looking to cr- just do something different. Yeah, oh, it's. It's weird. Like, as I say, that's the one bit that does scare me a little bit with the modelling world. I'm a bit like, there are so many creepy people. Yeah. But then there's so many creepy people in so many aspects <laughs> of life, so I don't know why I'm worried about it. Definitely. There is, I think the, the one thing I always look for is references. Yeah. Make sure they've always got references, and if they haven't, don't work with them. That makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. It's like anyone you wouldn't go, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hire someone and be like, oh yeah, they didn't get any references. That's weird. But I'm gonna hire them anyway. Yeah, it's. I know it's hard to build up portfolio, but you don't want to get the wrong person because if you do, that will be dangerous or might put you off the career path. And yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not. What's one thing that many people don't know about you um, that they might find surprising? Oh, God. Uh, 
even though I have ADHD and even though I go, go, go all the time and I, you know, that's who I am, I love the silence. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I wouldn't, I say, I wouldn't have predicted that. That's wow. Yeah. yeah, I suppose as well. Like if you're go 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 all the time, it's like whoa. I, I I'd really appreciate some peace and quiet right now. Yeah, I love the silence. Uh, a book and just nothing it, to me is just it's heaven. But obviously, people may not think that about me because when they meet me, I am very extroverted. But at the yep. same time, I'm an introvert and I can't, I prefer to be an introvert, but I can flip between two if need be. Yeah. It's that, it's that whole thing of everyone needs time to recharge. And it's funny enough, actually, um, uh, I was into, I spoke to uh, Laura earlier in the week uh, from London Fashion yeah. Week. And we were talking about, London Fashion Week, and I don't know whether you had the same experience. I got to about three o'clock, and my like social, yeah. my social energy just dropped. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to speak to anyone. I just want to sleep. I don't know. I don't know about you either, but obviously, it's I when you went to that room for the first time, and there's like hair and makeup and clothing and it's full of people and it's just cameras and there's, it's a wall yeah. everything it's just like whoa, yeah. all it was yeah it was great it's like uh, one of my favorite memories and i still love my what my brain did to me that day was do you, so i got my hair i think you arrived slightly later but i got my hair and make i was getting my hair done and then oliver obviously he was doing stuff with the cameras yeah and anyway, Oliver's came over and introduced himself, said, oh, like, hi, I'm Oliver, this, this, this. Um, and we were just chatting away, and I didn't think anything of it. And I'm, bear in mind, I'm, like, half up, half down, half my hair is in braids, half it's not. And then um, and then I'm, I noticed that the cameras are just slowly descending yeah. on mine and Oliver's position. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's what, okay, that's what's happening. I need to switch to... Proper Charlie, okay. Camera <laughs> yeah, and I, that was the same with me because everything's happening all at once. You're not fully aware of everything, and then you're talking, or and you've got like a camera, or you've got someone photos, yeah. and and it's a bit like well. And also, did you find the same thing with? I don't. Maybe it's because I didn't know. Obviously, now I know a lot of the guys, so I didn't know a lot of people in in the in the room. So there was a lot of me trying to like. Figure out yep. who 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 to who to connect to first to be like right. Can you introduce yeah. me to this person? It's nerve wracking. It kind of felt like school <laughs> all over again. Yeah, yeah. It was like where where where, where is my little crew? Like where's? <laughs> oh, you yeah. It it was a lot, and it it kind of it retrained you in a way because I think you've gone that long without doing any of that and then when it kind of hits you you're like okay yeah it does like literally I mean I think everyone put in the group chat does everyone else feel hungover yeah. or is it just me like it was it was just a whirlwind day it really was. and also a very long day it was a very long day like day, what time did you guys stay in did, did you guys stay in London? 
Uh, no, we actually travelled down and travelled back. Jesus Christ, oh. sod that. I know. No, thank you. None <laughs> of that, thank you. How, what time did you get home? Three in the morning. Oh, I mean, as it is, like, I left at one. So, oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh. It was, I think, I, you want to get home, and I think yeah, that just... Uh, drained and just depleted, and I think everyone was the same. It was, it was, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved it. It was great, it was such a great experience. But oh my god, it was so so tired. I mean, and I can't imagine how tired Victoria and the uh, crew must have been. Like, oh, just it was, it was a, it, it was, was an experience lot. and a half. I mean, a lot, of, yeah. A lot of people are never gonna have that or experience that, and we did, and it it was crazy, and it like yeah. we said, it was a long day, but it went fast. Yeah, yeah, it went really fast. So and I, I think as well, it was just, there was a lot of mingling. That was a lot yeah. of the day, and I think that's where, as I said earlier, that's where like my social energy eventually went just down. Boom, <laughs> yeah. It was bad. I it think was... everyone was the same, kind of towards the end. We are all like, nope. I bet you got home and, like, wanted to sit in silence yeah. for, like, half an hour. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no one talked to me. Give me a book and leave me Yeah, home. I was like, right. For the whole weekend, the remainder, no one come to the house. No one do anything. <laughs> yeah. What, um... What's what's your book of choice? Like, what's your genre? What's where do we tend to lean? I love fantasy. I love fantasy. Oh, and supernatural. Uh, anything to do with that. Um, I don't know. I read everything, but I've always gone more towards supernatural and fantasy. That's where my heart lies. I see. I'm a little weirdo. Like, I, I so first of all, I I'm dyslexic, so the idea of reading is like, what the? F why would you do this for enjoyment? Like, this is stupid. But then also, I really like a. But then I love an audio book. If someone reads, like, if you came up to me, dear, and was like, right, Charlie, tell what, sit there and I'll read to you. I'd be like, Go. happy days. Go. I, great. Yeah. I, I'm happy with that. Um. So like, I love a good biography. Get me a good biography. Yeah. And. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I find people's lives so interesting when I'm like, I think am I just boring? Because of the jobs we're in, kind of meeting different people, that might be because we're, we're interested in others' lives because that's what we do. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's that whole thing about probably it's me being nosy, <laughs> but I wonder how this person, how this person like came to where they were going to be and like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is weird. But no, I think I do, although when I was a kid, I used to love fantasy because my imagination was mad when I was a kid. Yeah. It was Mine crazy. Mine hasn't changed. So I love fantasy, but it's got to be done right. And I think there are so many problems with fantasy and things. So when it's done right and you find that really good book, oh, nothing mm. like it. Is it? <clears throat> it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, because I think, yeah, you've got to get fancy between the right, you've got to get the right mix between realistic and not realistic, mm. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. that whole, like, 
it's different. Like it's like when I have the whole argument. Like it's like it will happen in a TV bro, and my mum's like, "Yeah, that wouldn't happen." Yeah. And I'm like, "No shit, Sherlock. It's a fucking TV yeah. program." All the time with my parents, they've let that one up, and my it's it's a TV show. There was yeah. no questioning it's, it. It's literally called Avatar. Yeah. Are we really? <laughs> Whatever it's like, it's ra- it, I I get the whole racist thing, but again, I was like the blue people. It's blue people. Yeah. It's like with a movie yeah. when everyone was so mad that a black woman was Ariel. It's a mermaid. They're not, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It was, the, I, I was literally watching Trevor Noah, the comedian the other day, and he had a whole thing about, like, why was it the, the fact that it was, they, that they changed the skin tone to black was the, the issue, when it's literally half of her is a fish. Yeah. <laughs> why does it, like, oh, I just don't, I didn't understand The it. man falls in love with it is because she can't speak. And no one's questioning the validity of, is this the right thing to show children? No, the only people are mad is, is that she's black, not the fact that there is a whole other thing that is wrong with it, just the race issue. It's just some people just can't adapt. Can no. We? I'm like, also, what grand difference to the story? Is it? Does it make? It doesn't make any difference. She's all of her made the story's still the same it's not changing the only bit it made different was the fact that people like people of that race could relate to that's it, it and that's, that's the it thing. exactly it's just it's so weird it's so weird how people get so uppity about random strangers i'm like does it have any drastic impact to you no. exactly leave it alone and if you don't like it don't watch it yeah, uh, yeah, that's the other. I'm like, oh, if you don't like something, oh, turn it off. Don't watch it. Go away. It's, yeah, it's that whole thing of like, why? Like, it's very easy to move away from. It's like, it's like that whole thing of like, is this really the the thing that you're gonna get really, it's really shut about? Want to die on? Really? Yeah. Is this the sword you want to yeah, fall exactly. on? Really? Okay. It's just funny. But talking about like representation, obviously that was an amazing bit of representation for race. Talking of representation in books, have you seen much representation of, of people with disabilities in books? No, it's very rare. And nine times out of ten, the author is not disabled. So if they create a disabled character, it's coming from like dangerous, not real stereotypes and and things like yeah. that it's i mean i'm pretty sure there are those out there but the ones that are big and that get attention they're not correct and they're quite dangerous i'd imagine as well the assumption that i'd make is i bet you the half of the representation of the same community is the one of like oh wait you've got cancer yeah Oh, that's a that that's a dish. It's like there are multitudes of different conditions that we could cover. It's like I, the oh, it's main just... one is uh, but me before you. Yeah, and I was like, thinking about and that. And he kills himself, and it's like this is the story you want to tell to disable people. Just kill yourself. 
I found that film, I remember watching it with my other half when we, I think we'd only been together a little while. It was the most distressed I'd ever been watching a film. It was horrible. It's an amazing story, but not one we yeah. need. I think as well, it connected far too much that I was like, I'm I'm too, cl- I'm too close to this. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Then it's just that I think others don't understand that we don't need that mm. out there. Not at the moment, no. anyway. No, there's a there's enough negativity out there when it comes to disability. Yeah. You don't need that additional. But and I say it touched on some really good topics, but yeah, yeah, that, I, I I do yeah. agree with you. I think that's not the message we want to not be sharing. When, like, we need positive and just realistic and and not lifting but normalizing it. So yeah, as I was saying, like it's that whole thing of not making it that having a disability is like yeah. oh we need to we need to do this because we need to make disability represented. We it should just be oh it just so happens that just, this character yeah. has a disability. Yeah. So it shouldn't be the priority. Be- it should kind of just be okay, cool. Yeah, it's always got to be like with disabilities. It's always got to be like focus content. Yeah. So I was oh, we need, we're going to focus. Oh, it's like whenever you hear like opportunities come up of like, oh, do you want to come on to TV or radio to talk about disability? And I'm like, why do I always? I mean, it's different for people like us. We yeah, we, that is that is our whole shtick. But yeah, so why do I always have to talk about this? Talk about disability? <laughs> I could just talk about the relevant news that week or yeah, like, but, re- like okay. It's just, it just seems they a bit need like, it, oh, we I need feel. It. They need yeah. to feel validated in a way. You need to be feeling like, oh, yeah, you're doing a good job. You're yeah, good job. definitely. <laughs> it's just weird. But, um, yeah, I'm conscious that, uh, obviously, we've been going for quite a while now, and I'm conscious that I want to give you back most of your evening. Yes. Um, so I'm going to hit you with the last question, Dope. which is what... What's one piece of politically correctness that you really strongly agree with or disagree with? It doesn't have to be disability related. It can be something completely random. Uh, mine is uh people that are scared of like minorities or you know they've got anything against transgender or race or disability or, or you know they use religion and things as an excuse. Um, they're just scared uneducated because anyone that's comfortable in themselves and knowledgeable and they're okay they're not scared of it they accept it and they're okay with it and those that aren't they are very self-conscious very misinformed and just not good people no matter what they say yeah, I don't think it's about also normalizing that like it's okay like yeah if it's very diff- very different to being standoffish with a part of the community to be or going into the community and just saying look I don't understand this please educate me yeah I'm ninety percent sure if you go up to anyone that's transgender anyone that's a different race and you say you're actively open to being educated on the yeah. topic because you haven't had exposure to it. You've basically given them the free reins. Like you've not interrogated them. You've not made them feel awkward. You've basically gone, "I'm an idiot. Tell me." Tell me. Like also at the same time, it's like if you don't want to be a transgender, I wouldn't do it. Okay, don't do it. Yeah, 
don't yeah. don't it, say it. It's like say that's like saying I don't I don't like mushrooms. Okay. Don't eat them. Don't, yeah, don't eat them. Like No one's forcing it's it. that, Yeah, it's that whole weird male like it comes back to male thing that I always think of. Like when you find out that your one of your friends is uh gay and there's this like male complex of like, yeah. oh as soon as they find out they're gay, oh they must be hitting on me. I'm like No No, no it's I, not the way it works. It's just weird. It's like it's like oh, as soon as I find out, I'm straight up to hit on all my female friends. Yeah, it's weird to me, and I think it just comes from a lot of insecurity, and yeah, from is... no education. Yeah, it is. It's that whole thing of people just being like, "Oh, I don't understand this," and that makes me feel uncomfortable. It's because, as as we just said, it's that whole thing of people don't want to feel yeah. like they're an idiot. Is that whereas like... I'm like that's. That's the best place to be. If you feel like an idiot, it means you can learn something. Exactly. It means you're an open book. And that's yeah. a good thing. And it means you're self-aware, which Definitely. is another thing as well. It means you're self-aware and know, you know that you don't know everything. Yeah. But guess what? No, none of no us do. No one does. No, exactly. So it is a, it's a very strong point. And I think that's, that, that's something that people can take away from this episode of just... If it's a topic, whether it be disability, race, whatever, yeah. just be open. Just be, be open. open to learning something new. And, and if, being, you don't, if you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And if it doesn't affect you, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah it's just weird. But anyway, thank you so much for coming don't, on. I always give... I always give my guests a chance to plug themselves, let people know what they're doing, where they can be followed, um, and what they're up to. So now's your opportunity to plug away. Uh, I'm D underscore Smith XOXO at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I do different things at the moment. I'm doing interviews and articles and whatnot, and that's all obviously on my Instagram. Uh, so, yeah. I I kind of write for different things and speak about different things and like like I said that I do all sorts so yeah yeah she's a very frantic one this one oh yeah all over the place <laughs> but no I say thank you so much for coming thank on you. it's been a really good good episode um yeah it's been really good fun yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Not Quite Podcast. Please make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram to get regular updates about the podcast.